Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. Well, I can see we made it to 2019. (laughs) Happy New Year and welcome. I'm just hoping by next year when it's 2020 that our vision will have improved. (laughs) Sorry. As my grandmother would have said, God willing. (laughs) I got up this morning and uh, my body was completely out of whack. My neck, my back, and it was like, what did I do? What happened? I don't know. But luckily I managed to get a hold of my chiropractor and he was able to he had a session I could get into today and he knows my body really well he's been working on it for about 20 years now over 20 years and when I left I felt so good being realigned structurally and when I was getting prepared to be here with you tonight with all of us, it really became clear to me that what I love so much about being here is that this satsang, this environment, is fertile ground for realigning with the life force of our being. And I think that's the real calling that we all, at some point or another in our life, in our own unique way, become aware of that calling to be realigned deeply with life itself, with the meaning of life itself. Of course, not conceptually or intellectually or, you know, but really in a profound and what enlightening way. (laughs) I think it helps to remind ourselves or to be reminded as often as we need to, of what is our intention, you know? What do we really, what do we really want? What's really important to us? Because we can, you can, it's so easy to lose perspective when we're caught in the drama 
when we're caught in the what we need to get done, all of it. And it can be very disorienting. I was just noticing that even, you know, we talk about the holidays, and I remember before the holidays started, a number of people in different places would say to me, are you ready for the holidays? <laughs> it was funny, a number of people, you know, it's kind of like, and I, my sort of canned response was, I have a really simple approach. I just don't think about it. And yet, having now been through the holidays, I realized that one of the things that happened was really disorient. It was like being very disoriented. Like what day it is, what day of the week is it, where are people? I mean, it was just very, in some odd way, discompobulating. And when I was at the chiropractors, I thought, you know, I think today is probably, I was talking to somebody who was waiting in the office too, we were chatting. I tend to chat with people, strangers. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> My people come from New York. Um, <laughs> and we were commenting on it, yeah, today is the day that people are probably getting back to the routine, right? It was interesting. And I just thought, yeah, I've been so disoriented. I haven't known what day it is, what's going on, you know. I mean, I know, that's the way it is normally for me, but <laughs> <laughs> it was different. It was different. <clears throat> so I was especially looking forward to being here and getting back into a profound alignment that we uncover and discover and transform in here. I think at certain stages of one's path, if you will, we rely on very much and in an important way um, explanations, instructions, um, descriptions, um, because as human beings we naturally and uh, want to have a sense of Security. We want to know that we're on the right track. We're going the right way. We want to be reassured. It's just a natural need to feel secure. So there's plenty of information out there. More than enough, really. Often confusing, I would think, at certain stages. Because, well, they said this and you said that and what? And, you know, how does it all work? And very important to benefit from those I have certainly, and I'm sure you have teachings and great wisdom and instructions and helpful hints and all of it, how to, hand, you know, 
steps. Great. But there's a, there's, there's a transition that happens on this path where we begin to realize that the final stages into a deeper alignment are only possible by surrendering into the insecurity of not knowing, of not being the one in control. And we learn in a much deeper way to let go. And it's scary. It can be overwhelming because we're being overtaken by the vastness of being. And it can be like, whoa, wait a minute. Or the body can start having kriyas and all kinds of things. A lot of energy moving through. Or the other aspects of transformation, which I've talked about for years and years and work with, which is the healing aspect of transformation. By aligning and opening and letting go, we become more aligned in lots of ways that we weren't. We become more integrated. So old material, physical, emotional, traumatic material, belief structures all start to shift and can be unwound and released. And that can be very disorienting and difficult, especially when you've had a good awakening experience and things are really like, wow, different, can be like that. And then there's this like, let's just say more to work with. When you were hoping it was going to be less to work with, and I am the recipient of the complaints, it's my job. You want this job? I don't know. (laughs) It's a tough job. Actually, it's an incredible privilege and honor to be a part of this journey that we all are. Not that we're on, that we are. We are the journey. (laughs) We are the universe. We are the mystery. We are the meaning of life. And awakening is to align with, we are that, I am that. One of the things that I've learned And I think it was hard um, to learn. Was that we continue to learn. (laughs) No matter how enlightened you become, how radiant, how aligned with the source, that on a relative human level, it's all about learning. It's all about evolving. Because that's what life is. It's an evolutionary 
force of nature. It's all around us and everything. Not hard to see it. And yet we lose sight of the fact that we also are that. So we think we're supposed to become perfect as if, what, evolution ends with us? With our incarnation? Yep. (laughs) Hilariously ridiculous. And it's also exceptionally good news because now you can finally, knowing this, forgive yourself. And that's what we need. We need forgiveness. We need permission to be a learning creature that falls down and gets up and tries that and doesn't work and tries something else and Free of the blame, free of the judgment, free of the comparison to all the other people who have done it better, smarter, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole competitive blinding force of humanity. Which is really a survival instinct, if you look at it. That's all it is. It's just first chakra, pretty much. (laughs) Maybe third. Yeah, second. First, second, and third, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. If you know the chakra system. I'm not going to give a talk on that today, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. It's very useful. And you want to work with all of them, all of your centers, you know, just not just the crown chakra and the heart chakra, third eye, but also the the root, everything. You know, the new year is such a nice symbol. You know, fresh start. Let's try it again. (laughs) And yet, when you're on this path and it's really, you're in alignment with it, you realize that's every moment. We get so caught up in the forward push, the forward pull that we miss that we're just here. Because we think we're getting somewhere. (laughs) I always marvel at travel, you know? Packing up the bags, getting out of town, getting on the plane, getting somewhere else. You know, a lot of people do that. It's crazy how many people travel now. I mean... It's cool. But what blows my mind is just this sort of all of a sudden there's a whole different reality that you're in, different place, different people, right? 
And so people often say to me, oh, are you excited about your trip, your upcoming trip? And, and I don't mean to disappoint them <laughs> when I say, no. <laughs> I haven't thought about it, except I know I need to do something. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I forgot I was going. <laughs> and uh, there's just this kind of each moment, what's next, and some strange thing happens all of a sudden, and I'm somewhere else, so to speak. It's odd. But that's what happens when you live more and more in the present moment, is you're not getting somewhere, even though in a relative sense, it looks like you are. But in actuality, you're just taking care of what's in front of you, and next thing you know, your garden's blooming. All those little blueberries are getting ripe. Lavender is getting fragrant. <laughs> and whatever else you're growing. You know, the good stuff? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to say that. I'm from the 60s. Come on. Um, I keep getting cab driver. I don't know. I'm rambling now, aren't I? <laughs> I'll shut up pretty soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I keep getting cab drivers that are my age that used to go to the Fillmore. It's just so far out. Because <laughs> we were right near the, the, the Fillmore that had most of the Fillmore concerts just a few blocks from here, actually. The corner of Vaness and Market and was originally the Carousel Ballroom, and then Bill Graham took it over to do the Fillmore concerts after the old Fillmore. He moved out of there, and and, uh, and then it became a Honda dealership for a long time. I don't know what's going on there now. It's empty, but we would line up out there, high school students, you know, and Bill Graham would come walking along with his big giant key ring, swinging it. Open up the door and we'd pay three fifty and sit on the floor and you know alter our consciousness and destroy our get our hearing destroyed. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing hearing aids. <laughs> we thought it was really funny when you'd walk out on Market Street and you were basically deaf. <laughs> That's 16 years old. Anyway. Okay. So listen deeply. Observe gently. sense without an agenda right now. And notice that your being is naturally an opening, energetic aliveness. That you are aliveness. You are presence. You are spirit that enlivens this form called our body, our mind, our heart. How incredible. 
How incredible. So. Welcome to the now. May it continue to be where you are. So let's sit a few minutes in silence and then I'll open it up for dialogue. Okay, so if you'd like to come up, feel free to raise your hand. And if you'd like to sit together or have a question or something you'd like to work with, okay. There's no requirement to come up. But if you're looking really nervous, I may call on you. (laughs) Just kidding. So my question was around, actually what you said was really beautiful about um, the unknown, that we are the unknown. Like it's not necessarily a separate thing, that it is us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to keep that in mind, but when I'm um, experiencing other states of consciousness from like a, where I'm still in a dualistic experience where it feels a little bit separate. Um, It's like this place of infinity and there's no more time progression. Um, And in this mindset that feels beautiful, but when I'm experiencing it, um, it feels, it's really overwhelming. Like it feels almost pointless and like forever just feels like exacerbating. It feels what? Um, exacerbating. Exacerbating. Like, oh, yeah, like overwhelming. Exacerbating. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting that, because that's not how I feel day to day, but when I feel like I'm a part of it, it's... Um, so there's a healing going on there. Because it takes... Look, the there's an integration going on. Part of the thing that happens, and this is not necessarily... I don't know how it is talked about these days, but... <clears throat> When you open into vastness, into that, the nervous system, the cells, it takes time for them to handle the, trans, the integration of that. So they, that naturally the body can be overwhelmed. It can be emotionally overwhelming because it's like a lot more energy is moving through the system. It's, it's literally expanding the cells. And people say they want that to happen really quickly, but, but organic change is not rapid. It just isn't. Organic change is organic. It takes time for things to grow and change. The awareness of awareness is instant. But how it transforms and, you know, evolves in a human structure is a lifetime, actually. So that's just a symptom of an integrative process happening. So that's why people figured out to sit to meditate, to do yoga, to do things like that, that actually facilitated the integration of energy with the structure. Very important. So the breathing practices, the meditation, all that stuff, incredibly helpful if you understand this. Otherwise, it's just mm-hmm. another trip, right? Mm-hmm. That you lay on yourself and you feel like you should be doing. And when <laughs> you've, um, in your own experience, have you ever felt kind of pointlessness when you're in that vastness? And like, how have you dealt with that? When you were a young lad and <laughs> still figuring it out. <laughs> when I was knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> I think what motivated me, actually, more than anything, was the question what is the point? What are we doing here? I remember when I was four years old <clears throat> looking up at the stars. 
and literally thinking, what is going on? So I had a naturally questioning nature. And when I got to be a teenager, that continued, of course. And there was a great movement within me, which everyone has, I think, that became conscious in some way. I had no idea what it was that wanted to know, what's the point? Why am I, you know, practicing my violin four hours a day, performing, getting straight A's so I can go to Stanford Medical School? I mean, what am I doing this for? I really, you know, it was the 60s. We were questioning a lot of things then. A lot was going on. And I was here in this area. So it was a turbulent time. But even so, that was going on. And that really wasn't so much that I had this idea or thought that it's pointless. But it was more like I wanted to know what is the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what led me to have a deep profound awakening experience that I didn't even know. I didn't know what had happened to me until I met an amazing woman when I was 20. A couple of people recommended I go see her, a psychic named Ann Armstrong. And she was the first person that said, you had an enlightenment experience. And she was tuned in deeply. It was beautiful. So I didn't know what that was. So, But it happens naturally. It's a very natural thing. And I didn't have any, I, I, hadn't, I had no background. I didn't know what meditation was. I wasn't religious or anything like that. Just It was a deep longing to find out, what's the point? So I think people come to that in many, many ways. So maybe for you, that's how it's coming up. right? Maybe that comes up is that sense of, how did you put it? Oh, um... Being in the infinity just feels like pointlessness because it's just forever. Yeah, well, the human understanding of the infinite is, is, is not possible. We can't get our head around it. Ultimately, we align with that and there's no more need to have an answer because there aren't any. Not on that level. On a relative level, yeah, there are answers for lots of things. Right? So maybe there's some insecurity about that that is moving through you. And yeah, I'm getting a yes on that now. (laughs) You feel that? Yeah, so that's, I would say that, just allow that to be there, the pointlessness of it. And notice the resistance that is, that goes with that sense of pointlessness. Like what, what's the point? Because when you're truly, fully integrated and aligned, then that question won't be there at all. There won't be a you that has that question. Mm-hmm. That you're, I mean, you'll still be a you that functions normally in the world, but I doubt that will come up. Otherwise, it's not complete. Okay, thank you. Is that helpful? Okay, mm-hmm. nice to see. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I've been having some hard times. <laughs> Um, sorry (laughs) you're very present though you know do you know that yeah I think so (laughs) it's it's interesting I mean it's incredible that 
that can be going on and yet you feel more here than I've ever felt you. How, how interesting, right? Very, very grounded. Um, I guess I'm wondering about, I, I don't know what to say exactly, but the, the thing about opening and then having all of the, all this stuff come up <laughs> feels like it's happening, <laughs> but like really uh, hardcore, like for some months now hardcore what it just feels like um well i don't know maybe i'll tell you the story okay i I was kind of debating whether to say the story i feel like like i did some a vision quest and I feel like it was it was deeply healing and grounding and something like relaxed mm-hmm. deeply. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not long after that, I went to visit my family, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, like these really intense old automatic patterns in my body just like (laughs) yeah oh yeah super re-solidified and then i was like my heart was like Mm -hmm. like i i just like lost track of it for a few weeks Mm. like Mm. it was so closed and like Mm -hmm. that i just just like didn't notice that it existed Mm. And you then, were you were just getting you were coping. You and were, then and then it sort of came back <laughs> came back again mm-hmm. in some weird nighttimey dreamy way. <laughs> like I was suddenly like like shot back into my heart, and it was like it felt like was that when you came back here or before? It was a few weeks after. Oh, it took a while. Okay. And mm-hmm. and so I don't know. And then there was like. You know, it was like a piece of coal or like it was like, like wrapped like tin foil, like in a ball. Like it felt like I'd sort of tossed my heart in the garbage for a few weeks mm. and it was just like, and it started to come back okay, and open up a little bit again, though it's my heart's always been like, like, like closes now you know why now you know why (laughs) i guess so yeah Yeah. oh yeah no it's very helpful to go back and to see what you know installed the buttons in the first place (laughs) 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 right yeah it's hard but this is really the work i mean no surprise that you know people in even today but more in the past would sort of go off and cut themselves off from all of that for the rest of their life in some (laughs) monastery or something. Go live in a cave. It was understandable. Because you didn't want that input of the conditioning anymore. Right? So those of us, most of us, who are living in the world and having family relationships, work, and everything else, 
get to have this kind of training, and I'm very familiar with it. It was one of the great aspects of my own journey is to have a close relationship with my family who were close by, and I have to deal with that. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, <Gosh>. my God. <laughs> oh, I'm real familiar with it. <laughs> yep. But it was one of the great teachers. And I think somebody was asking me this recently, maybe on online satsang. Yeah, it was. Anna from Mexico was asking about it. Um, you know, how does this work with relationships? And I'm thinking, boy, does it work with relationships? This, I mean, this is where you can really see the mirror and do profound work on yourself in a way. And, and, and when I say that, you know what I mean. It's like you get insight into how things are, have been conditioned. So it's hard. Is it hard? Oh, yeah. Is it painful? Yeah. Very. Sometimes it's horrific. I mean, I could, I'm not going to bore you now, but I could do it another time. <laughs> I've got stories, lots of them. <laughs> Maybe that'd be worth saying sometime. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was... But when looking back, it was... Wow. We are... You know, it just... Katie, it's... How can I say this? The circumstances that each of us have in our relationships and our work and everything else, ultimately, from a certain perspective, are perfectly tailored to guide us to freedom if we learn how to observe it and move with it in a particular way. So even though on the one hand it can be horrible to have to go through this, and I get it, very difficult, on another level it's like, you know, boot camp. <laughs> right? It's hardcore training on a certain level. So how can you look at this in a way that reframes it, that has a new perspective of the value of it? I get that it's very hard, and you work through and you clear the emotion, all of it, even if some of it's rage, which it might be. Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay to be really angry about how you were treated. It's healthy to get that out of your system in a healthy, non-destructive way, of course. <clears throat> and on another level, it's like you're stronger now. Not in a shutdown way, in an open way. That's what I'm seeing right now and feeling, being with you. And maybe it's still still too soon. We This is what I was saying, the organic, as I was saying to the last... A uh, person that was up here, the organic change takes time. That's why we need patience. We need patience for this. And a perspective of trust. The more you align with the force of presence, the more you trust the process. It's okay to hate it and be upset about it and not want, you know, and want to reject it or run away from it. That's all normal. That's just human angst, existential angst. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, it's interesting to have this feedback from you. And at the same time, I feel like I've just been so depressed and so negative and feeling quite shut down and kind of isolating. I feel like I have to like protect other people <laughs> from my feelings and stuff lately. Mm, so, okay. yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Like, so really? you're still in, so, you, okay. So I, <laughs> so what you're saying is it's still, you're still recovering. Well, I mean, there's other stuff too going on i'm sort of part partially brokenhearted mm-hmm. from like a relationship i think that's over as of yesterday well that's a lot so you know <laughs> maybe it's and it's maybe a derivation from this weird past few months mm-hmm. of struggling with everything so what do you need right now? Yeah. What is it that you really, truly want or need right now? might be some kind of forgiveness maybe i don't know it's just like what happens right now and you because my sense of you is you're so present and open even even though there's this conditional stuff going on that i'm just wondering where is your attention the other side yeah where does your attention come from? And try to sit with that question right now. Where does your attention come from right now? See, now, now I'm going to give you feedback. Your field is expanding right now. So where your attention is right now is actually facilitating awakening and healing. Yes, good. Because I think a lot of times you go right into grinding the story and the drama, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have this incredible strength and presence. So what would it take to just shift where your attention is coming from? There, see? Instantly. Can you sense the difference? Yeah. We are forced, Katie, <laughs> to wake up. Otherwise, suffering gets worse. That's all. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> I figured that out, and it was like, okay, I don't like it, but this is it. You know, it's the bad news of the path. Even we awaken, even kicking and screaming right to the end. <laughs> you know that you know the Lord of the Rings, don't you? You know, Gollum is on his on the heels of 
Frodo right to Mordor before he throws in the ring. You know? My precious. <laughs> John held up the gold ring. Um, anyway, not to make light of it, I don't mean to, or to marginalize it. It's important. But don't forget who you are deeply. You've worked hard to be here. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I think that's part of what's so annoying about all this is that I feel like I've worked hard. And it's just been so much suffering lately. Like, can... And then I'm just like so pissed off and so angry. And then I like stuff it and then I make everything more... <laughs> in here i know it's stuck i know but, but it just shows how big a spirit so. you really have that you have been given this to allow to move through you katie and you are a healer those of us who choose that as a or are called to do that it's we're usually challenged that way actually because it helps others when we have to learn what we have to learn to go through it right yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do healing work. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. But, you no, know, I, I totally I'm sure there's a job at a corporate law office you could get. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Come back soon and we'll grind it some more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Well, you know, and I'm going to respond some more, Katie, but we do need compassion. And you might want to ask for that deeply within yourself. For the help that you need to allow the burden that is given to you to really move and integrate and release out of you. Ask. This is where we need to go deeply and ask for help. I mean it. Really deeply. Whether, whatever you want to call how that means to you. Into your unconscious. Into, the, into, our, into our true nature. But it's important to also commune with that. When we are completely, you know, thrown onto our knees. Okay. Okay, I think we have time for one more question. Somebody would like to come up. I'm not totally sure that was my own volition there. <laughs> Did something bring you up here? <laughs>
So there are changes afoot in the new year. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Mm. It looks good. Good. Um, so I feel like I'm trying to <clears throat> get in touch with how to flow with whatever's happening. Mm -hmm. right? Um, but I have shit that I need to get done here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like the truth. <laughs> Tell like it is. <laughs> um, so I'm accustomed to bringing my will to when I really need to make something seriously happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I also recognize there's a lot of control in that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, forcing that. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. so I'm trying to figure out how to kind of dance with that in a way where I don't want to be just like totally mellow. <laughs> Good. Um, that's great. I like that. But, mm -hmm. um, but I also don't want to, uh, I don't Good. know. I think you get what I'm saying. Right? Totally. This is, you know, it's really interesting. It's such a great insight and important kind of guiding <clears throat> compass for where you are right now and how it's moving for you. And I can see the difference already. It's interesting. Something in you already knows this. And you're aligning with it. It's cool. See, that's the, the truth is that our deepest nature knows before we know. Mm -hmm. And we think we need to know, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And eventually we align with that which does know and move with that. And it's okay to be strong and, you know, use personal. Why not? That's fine. But it's this kind of... Well, you know, it's getting wrapped around the axle, like trying to... So to give a real-life example, mm -hmm. preparing for job interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine every question that could ever happen throughout the course of time of any person for any situation. And it's crazy. Making. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that, you know, that chess game practical. that was famous where the two, I don't remember who they were, but they sat there for 11 hours before somebody made a move. And one of them said, Oh, I think it's your move. He says, Oh, I thought it was your move. <laughs> Can you imagine what they had been imagining for 11? They, they were sitting there. I mean, they probably could have written 100 chess books or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, what is ready? Right. Yeah. That's being really aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that is really, to be truly ready is to be completely surrendered, actually. But not unconscious. Yeah. Totally conscious, but open. It's, boy, this is beautiful. Yeah. Because you know more than you think you know. You know, and you can trust that. Mm -hmm. 
I always thought, you know, when I'd go and I'd perform the Bach double violin concerto, I'd be like, how am I going to remember all the notes? Yeah. Well, something does. I got to the point where I was playing in concert and I was like thinking about, you know, what I had to get done for school <laughs> while I was performing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, do your homework, obviously, but then forget about it. Mm-hmm. I had an English teacher once that said the best way to prepare for an exam the night before is just to have a beer. <laughs> well, the other, what I was going to say is mm. that let the fear come up. Mm. That's yeah. important because that can get in the way. Right up to the moment that you're going to sit there in front of those people, whatever, and be the space of allowing that fear. When you, If you're able to do that, boy, you'll fly. So, like, having compassion for that fear or just seeing it? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No. I would say that you're, mm, there's no thought. It's a a complete kind of Mm. visceral, kinesthetic allowing of the energy to move. So nothing is in the way of it. No thought, nothing. No story, nothing. This takes discipline of attention but not control. I guess what I imagine when you said that was that it's providing a bigger space. You just, just be, it's like any basic meditation practice where you're allowing what's coming up to come up and not getting in the way of it in any way, shape or form. There it is. Right there, and it it's it's a kind of being with it, but not interfering with it. Okay, I don't know what else to say. Have to. We could talk more about it when we have time, but yeah, good. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, we have. We're out of time for questions now, so we can sit a few more minutes, and then I'll have some last things to share. The most important thing to remember is to be here. 
to remind yourself to arrive back here because we can get so caught in this push to get stuff done, to accomplish what we want, to get where we're going. We get so caught in the future or we get so caught in getting away from the past that we forget that we're just right here. And this is a new moment. It, we, can we can get so disassociated from reality that we truly suffer, truly, and it's awful. But we're smart and we're learning creatures and we keep getting the opportunity every moment. And so, yes, we need forgiveness. We need reassurance. We need compassion. We need patience. And we need also to remember who and what we really are. And this, this presence, this deep source, is truly, truly what we are. And the more that you open to this, the more you make space for this, the more you'll be fulfilled, the more you'll be healed, the more you'll be guided. And the more life will really, life will really matter in a beautiful way. So, hang in there. As much as possible, have a good time. Enjoy yourself as much as you can. Find the humor and the insanity, because let's face it, there is a lot of insanity right now. <laughs> if you can't make laugh about that, try. <laughs> I'll start a, I'm going to start a comedy routine pretty soon. <laughs> we need it. Anyway, great to see you. Great to be with you. Tremendous love. Happy trails. Thank you. <laughs>